Hello, and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. I am really excited for you to listen to this episode because I talked to my friend Bernadette from Bernadette Henry Fitness on Instagram, and we have a long discussion about coaching, binge eating, fat loss, strength training, performance goals, so many different things. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, um, (laughs) welcome back to my podcast. So today I have my very first guest on. This is Bernadette, and she is from Ireland. So I'm very excited to have her today. Um, Why don't you introduce yourself and just, like, tell us about you a little bit? No problem. I'm really excited to be on the show. (laughs) And yes, I'm Bernadette, and I am... 22 and I have just kind of started off as a personal trainer so I actually just finished up my qualification there yesterday Um, I've been training at the gym maybe about four years um, and I absolutely love it um, but yeah it's just kind of a different story when you're going into training someone else so I'm a bit nervous about that but excited to get started <laughs> yeah and we met each other from the inner circle from Sia yes. Inner Circle. yes, yes. um Love the inner circle. <laughs> absolutely me too I'm so glad that I joined um how's your training going um to be honest it's a bit of a weird one because here I got my qualification on Sunday today's Tuesday and we just find out there on Sunday that we're actually going into a six-week lockdown over here so the gyms are going to be completely, completely shut, which is obviously disappointing, but I suppose it's a good opportunity to try and get more online and mm-hmm. posting that on social media because everyone's going to be at home looking something to do anyway. Yeah, I mean, How like, about you? Are you in lockdown or anything? Or are you... So we're in lockdown, but like my gym is kind of weird because they're able to be semi-open because like they put an area outside and you're allowed to do it outside. So I'm doing that, but, um, mostly focusing on online because like I can't train anyone in a gym. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like, I mean, like you said with lockdown, you can focus so much more on online, like, cause you have way more time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really, I've used that as an advantage, which is good. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then I don't know if you're celebrating, but Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yes, no, definitely. So I'll try to celebrate, even though I'm not seeing anyone. <laughs> but yeah, it's exciting. It's still nice. Yeah. At least it's Christmas. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, and then, what did you do for your qualification? Um, so I actually, I know there's so many different courses that you can do, um, but I kind of wanted to do one in person because I know you can do a lot online now. You can, I think, nearly sure you could get it in like a week <laughs> if you wanted. But mine was part time and it was basically two weeks, two weeks full time being taught all the information and you did two written exams. So I think one was on anatomy and the other was on like nutrition. Um, And then you had to train two people for six weeks, um, two different programs. And then you had to do a practical exam. And you also to do a portfolio. I'm forgetting all, but <laughs> you got to do a big portfolio full of just like questions and things. So it was it was good. It was a good experience. Um, but I don't know. You think the idea of it seems like there's so many people that are personal trainers these days, and you do think it's going to be so easy. But I actually find it I don't know a bit tricky. I think it's one of something that you really want, and you're just like nervous yeah. about it that you put more effort in and all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the fact that it's in person is like really good because. Yeah. Like you learn so much from like actually training people versus yeah. like just reading stuff. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and are you, did you enjoy like coaching people? Yeah, though it's so funny because like, like I said, when I train myself, like I know people say you know, motivation's hard and that, but when you really like, when you find a way of working out that you really enjoy, it kind of becomes not that hard. <laughs> but then other people, when they're like, oh, like, I don't know not everyone loves exercise obviously so trying to motivate other people is kind of a different story and it makes you definitely you do learn from being in person with people that 
Yeah. I don't know. You have to think outside the box of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you think like, oh my gosh, everyone just wants to work out, or like, because you love working out. But yeah, yeah. not everyone does. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So um, we're like, I'm getting stronger in that, and then other people are probably like, <laughs> until you until you get into it to a certain level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, oh, one thing that we were going to talk about is fat loss. Um, because that's something that both of us kind of like help people with. So I guess, what would you say is one of like the most important things for someone who wants to lose fat? Um, to be honest, it sounds a bit vague to say it, but I feel like mindset, just like in general, do you know what I mean? If you go into it thinking, oh, this is an awful, horrible thing you're not going to get very far but if you go into it like with that attitude like the type of information that you put out and that Jordan puts out and all like if you were someone that had all that information and you realize it doesn't have to be a big struggle like you know what I mean it's just doing the small things but doing them over and over again being really consistent and really patient like just having that sort of optimistic mindset I suppose yeah I mean I think yeah exactly I think like if you only focus on the physical like progress and habits but not the mental then it's not going to last the physical changes won't because it's just like so important since you know your mind goes into all of these decisions you're making and being consistent and being patient like it's so important to have that piece too like that's such a big part of it and I think when you work with people that's like one of the biggest things you have to work on is like talking to them and getting them through it and asking them questions and like people don't think about it that way like they just think like diet exercise but they don't Mm -hmm. think about like the mental stuff that goes into it yeah yeah because then when they end up with the physical changes they're probably just kind of like like is that it like where's the happiness or whatever that I thought was gonna come out of this yeah 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 people think like oh my gosh when I lose 10 pounds I'm finally gonna be happy like yeah I know it's so easy to think like that because I can even see that myself sometimes it's just (laughs) reminding yourself that it's not (laughs) yeah for sure because like I mean losing 10 pounds is hard but like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like not it's not super hard like when you get there you could it would be nice if everything was solved and every, like you were finally happy again, but yeah. I know. I know. Um, and then, I mean, obviously for fat loss, calorie deficit is required. And like um, one thing that I think both of us support is like calorie counting in mm-hmm. some aspects. Like, I mean, I have people who don't count calories though, because like, you can lower your calorie intake without counting them. But I think calorie counting can be like a really important educational tool. And I think you would agree. No, definitely. Yeah. And even it's, it's awkward. Well, it's not awkward, but it's hard when you're trying to put that message across on social media and all without coming across, like you're being really restrictive or like, I know, you know, like what is it they call? I don't know the diet and mentality. I'm not sure. Like, Like, obviously I understand it and all, but like, because I know in the past myself, I would have counted calories and then it probably did lead me to binge in that, but I probably wasn't doing it the right way. And then I had that kind of like fear of it. And if anyone was talking about it, whatever, it would make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I think it was the best thing to stop me from binging and all, all together. Do you know what I mean? To completely get out of that cycle, just realizing that it's just, it's calories in and calories out. And it's not like, I don't know, if you eat one thing, it's not going to yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean I agree with you every time like I talk about that stuff I think like oh my gosh someone might see this and think that I'm like promoting diet culture or something like that and that that's like a fear for me but at the same time I think about like well what if someone does think that like I I can just be like well I disagree with you I don't I don't think that it's inherently disordered um But yeah, I don't know. It's like this huge thing. Like I think we've had extremes. Like the fitness industry was like super restrictive. And then now people like had a bad experience with that. So then they're just like, 
totally anti any type of restriction at all yeah 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 like they're taking their own personal experience and thinking that everyone has that perspective or whatever like it can be fun like not yeah. to be fun but like do you know what I mean like do you know what I mean I don't know I, yeah, I, I like numbers <laughs> yeah yeah and like I think a lot of the people who are against it like used to count calories for like five years like obsessively so yeah. you're right it's totally like their personal experience portrayed onto other people yeah Um, but like the reality is like when people most people like have no idea what they're eating or like how much they're eating and so when you start tracking it's like you learn so much you get so much more aware yeah Yeah. and they could be eating like loads and loads of something that's like healthy Mm -hmm. and like not enjoying it but just eating more and more because they think that's that's what they have to eat whereas if they just had that one thing that was what they actually wanted they'd probably eat far less and then be way better off yeah for sure like people um like if they crave ice cream or something then they'll like try to eat like the healthier one and then they don't want it and then they'll like eat all these other things to try to satisfy it yeah like yeah and with calorie counting you can just fit in like a little bit of the real thing and like still enjoy it yeah no completely yeah, because if you had like a couple of skips, I saw you had a post about Ben and Jerry's or something preferring it to Halo Top. It's so true. If you had a couple of skips of that, you'd be way more satisfied than the full thing of that Halo Top. I know, yeah, yeah. Like I used to eat Halo Top, but like I can have like a quarter or a third of a pint of Ben and Jerry's and be good. But like if I have a pint of Halo Top, like I want more. Like it's not, I don't know. I Some people really like it, but I just think it's kind of like chalky and like, I don't, yeah. I don't like it that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and even if, even though it, you know, it's low calorie sometimes. So when I mean it, I'm like, why do I feel like I need to have a pint of something? Do you know what I mean? It's always yeah. that whole like extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Like, and I think that's kind of their marketing is like, you can have the whole pint and like, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that nearly makes you think if you did like a couple of scoops of Ben and Jerry's, whatever, it doesn't seem enough anymore. Cause you're so used to having like, Oh, that's yeah. That's a pint. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Um, and I mean, but like, there are some things like I would rather eat diet soda or drink diet soda than like regular because like I think it's like the same and I don't know it like I wouldn't want to drink like 200 calories of sugar and if I could just yeah that's true it's low sugar the halo top I'm not not hating on halo top I do have it sometimes But it is just, yeah, it's so expensive yeah. though. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, it's like five, six. Uh, I mean, different currencies, but yeah, it's yeah. Very expensive than <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and then, um. Okay, I would say, what would you say are like the five most important things for fat loss? Like the five top five, um, things that people need to implement if they're trying, if that's their goal. Oh, that's a good question. Um. Well, nutrition obviously number one <laughs> um and not even like necessarily calorie counting even just having some sort of nutrition goal that you would stick to for a really long time like the three plates two snacks or like I don't know say you always had two biscuits at night and you decided for 90 days or whatever you were just gonna have one biscuit at night or something like that you know what I mean um I think we're still on the same page with this, so I'm just going to be like, <laughs> um, I'm going from my own perspective as well. I would say, yeah, nutrition, a step count of some sort, um, strength training, and I suppose patience, consistency. Okay, yeah. Okay, I like yeah. all those five. Yeah, you go, I, I, Honestly, you're right. Like, we have such the same opinions. Like, and I feel like, it, like fat loss is like pretty simple like it's not easy but like it's the concept and the ideas are pretty simple once you understand them yes like, I mean it's not like there's some like crazy new like secret or whatever <laughs> I mean it's I would say yeah oh, calories in check yeah. and I like how you said if someone has like two biscuits every night then like yeah. remove that because when you work with someone like you can help them with their specific routine instead of just yes. like general advice yeah yeah and I think no. that's really important um yeah. so I would say that protein um mm-hmm. walking yeah. and strength training and sleep 
I think walking is, like you said, the step count, it's so underrated. Like, so underrated, yeah. I know. It's so like, easy, like, yeah, once you get into exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, because most people, like, think, like, oh, I need to run, but they don't like running. And so yeah. when you can just walk, it's, like, yeah. so much more sustainable and enjoyable. And, like, walking is, has so many benefits itself as well. And you mm-hmm. actually do burn, like, quite a bit of calories since you're moving your whole body. Yeah. But, and even after a run, you might feel, like, so tired the whole day and you might just do absolutely nothing else. So you're going to want to eat loads because you think I've done this big run and it'll probably could have, it could put you in more of a surplus than a depth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it might not balance out what, what you were hoping for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, people will be like, oh, I ran, like, five miles this morning, so I can I deserve this or whatever. Yes, completely. What would you find though? Sorry, I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> like with fat loss clients for at the gym, would you always be going for like straight strength training, or would you be trying to do a bit of cardio? Because it's a hard. I don't know. I find around here, like a lot of the program and stuff, you would see. I would see other people in the local area, kind of thing. It is a lot of like high intensity stuff, and it's kind of hard to know. I don't know to kind of step out and be like, no, I think you should actually do this. If someone's so used to just burning as many calories as possible do you know what I mean during the workout rather than totally I like I agree 100% and I think that's a big thing with gyms near me too um Mm -hmm. I mean I haven't been like I have I don't know all of them but I feel like most of the gyms near me are like not super science-based I guess yes and so they're so focused on like these hit classes and then like people with their watch just being like I burn oh like yes. <laughs> yes you always see screenshots and all of the watch yes the yeah yeah and the trainers will post on their story and like use that yeah. like oh my gosh I'm such a good trainer like my client yeah. burns 600 calories but yeah. I would say what I do if someone is super interested in like trying to burn calories I mm-hmm. put say like we can do a metabolic circuit at the end so like at the end of your workout like five ten minutes like put together I don't know like three, four, five different exercises and like set a timer for five or 10 minutes and they'll get really sweaty and they'll feel like I worked so hard, but you do strength training first. So you can focus on all that. You can focus on getting strong. And then at the end of their workout, they have that finisher. And so they feel like, oh my gosh, this is like what I'm used to. Um, but also at the same time, like if someone is constantly like asking you personally, like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point of this? Then Mm -hmm like to have a conversation with them be like well like why did you hire me like um and they'll be like oh you know I trust it I trust you like I trust your expertise so like do you want do you trust my workouts or do you trust your workouts and it's (laughs) and they realize like okay maybe I should try this or you can just be like hey why don't we just try it today see how you like it like yeah. I mean you just have to kind of talk to them and not just be like well I'm the trainer so you do what I say yeah. but like ask them and like you know they'll kind of come to the answer themselves like that's the goal through yeah. coaching I think is like talking to people and like them um where you don't tell them the answer every time but when you ask them questions and they like figure it out themselves and that's like a hard thing and you learn it through experience and like me just listening to Jordan's podcast and how he talks to people like I learned so much from that um and because like your instinct I guess some people would be to like get defensive but that's not gonna like go over well yeah no no definitely not yeah I especially you want them to be able to trust you and be able to be open with you in future as well you're gonna gonna put them off (laughs) yeah exactly and like I mean no one wants to like talk to someone who's like always telling them they're wrong and all that stuff yeah like because people want to feel like they're validated too so you have to like I don't it's a hard balance but like I mean what like having a good relationship with a client is so important yes no definitely yeah I think oh continue training sorry (laughs) no like with strength training like in the long term the amount of calories you burn is so much more that like I don't know if you just can get people to realize that because I even find me when I'm in a calorie deficit like the amount of calories I eat is quite a lot you know what I mean people will be surprised the amount you can eat when you do have more muscle you know what I mean to lose fat and after (laughs) yeah I was gonna say like the exact same thing I totally agree 
Um, I mean, in the long run and like even with the idea of a like sustainability, like people would probably rather like actually rather focus on getting strong than like doing a bunch of burpees in between. Um, and then building muscle, like, you know, having, um, a higher energy expenditure, like you said, and then also just like the way that you look when you like lose fat, like 130 pounds with muscle versus with fat is so different. Yeah. And I agree, like being in a deficit, like I would, eat more calories than you would expect because of the muscle and the strength training and the walking and all of that goes into it yeah for sure that means when you're in a deficit it's not actually that hard then anymore because you can't (laughs) so much more yeah for sure like you don't feel like you're starving all the time especially with the protein too like it all goes into it like it's just this whole like pyramid that just all goes into (laughs) it yeah sometimes I'm pretty full like a lot of the time in a deficit you know what I mean when you because you're so used to eating more protein and more vegetables more volume food like yeah doesn't feel hard (laughs) oh and I think one thing that's underrated too is like adding like a little bit of healthy fat to meals like like you get filled up on like the volume from the veggies but then (laughs) if you just have that then like it doesn't last but if you add like a little bit of nuts or like nut butter or avocado and the protein like all together it's like yeah, you feel yeah. more satiated because yeah. like people are, I see like so many people like with these like high volume like super low fat diets and I feel yeah. like I would I would feel like full right after but then yes. it wouldn't last yeah no definitely you'd feel full in your stomach but you wouldn't actually feel like satisfied. nourished I suppose yeah. satisfied yeah sure yeah but I actually when I was younger I was on Slimming World for a while I don't know what it's like now but um like any sort of fat like avocado or nuts or whatever was counted in their sins like because they have a lot of free foods which is carbs and that which obviously is a good thing but it was really bad like I think that was when I started like binging and stuff quite badly I think it was like the lack of healthy fats even though I was eating a lot I wasn't like I don't know I wasn't getting the right nutrients especially as a woman like the amount of fat that you need yes yes really important Um, yeah. Okay, can you talk a little bit about Slimming World? Because like I've heard of it and I've heard a little bit about it, but it's not as big of a thing here. Like I think it's more like a European thing. Yeah, well, it was, I don't know, because I'm so out of that now. That, that was genuinely like 2016. It was a while ago for me. Um, actually, 20, it wasn't 2016. It was like 2012. I'm thinking I was 16. Oh, wow. <laughs> 15, 16. Yeah. Um, it's basically like you have free foods, which is all like, your carbs which is pretty good you know pasta rice and vegetables are super free meat I think is free as well with the fat trimmed off and then I think they have like it's it's very much low fat it really is like it's the low fat yogurts would be free on it and stuff like that um, and then there's a lot of foods that are sinned like pretty much everything it's kind of like whole foods are free and everything else is sinned which obviously it's good that you have so much you know they're letting you eat as much as you want but then <laughs> at the same time because those things are sinned like you're kind of put off from them and it does like you would have your way in and I, well I was obviously younger then so maybe I was a bit you know what I mean mentally I couldn't really handle it but after the way in I would just go and like binge on everything and then hope to be back to normal again by the next weekly weigh-in <laughs> and again that's so bad as well because obviously like we both know your weight isn't accurate if you're just weighing it you know yeah, like once sure, a week yeah. like that and you might put on put on a pound or something and you thought you'd done so well and then everyone in the group be like oh you know what do you think happened and you're just like I don't know and then you have that <laughs> guilt and then I don't know you might go binge <laughs> so it's like a group yeah it was a grip so you'd weigh in every week and then you'd stay after for the grip where everyone would just talk and maybe share recipes and stuff like I think it depends on the person because I do know some people that do really well on it because they don't have that sort of all or nothing mentality like they would have their sins or go over them or whatever and they would be probably fine with it but if you're like the type of personality that wants to get everything perfect and do it to the T you know what I mean it can create a bad relationship with food yeah Um, I mean I think like there's always going to be like that person that it works for but like yes majority probably not yeah 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 and like that's with like any diet so um oh and then um did that is that what caused like binge eating for you 
Honestly, yes. Yeah, if I was going to pinpoint it to anything, it would be that because it was that during the week. And I I don't ever lose weight very fast. Um, the thing with Slimware that a lot of people kind of would have been drawn to it is that in the first couple of weeks, people seem to lose a lot of weight, like very fast. But I generally would have had like, I would have ate like healthy food anyway. So I wouldn't have been having that big loss from, you know, like less salt and less water retention yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, and I think I was just very disheartened because I felt like I was putting my everything into it and I wasn't seeing much weight loss at all. Um, well, I probably, probably, I probably maybe saw like a pound a week, a pound every two weeks, which now <laughs> I would say is a good thing. But back then it was like, oh, it's not enough. Um, and you would just be waiting until that way in day, like the way home in the car, just being able to eat whatever I wanted especially because I was quite young um yeah I say quite young and probably I was older than you even are now but do you know what I mean that in your teenage years a lot of people wouldn't have that you know sense to to realize that it's not it's not a good way to be yeah um yeah it was really really bad it actually was because then during the week when you did have that binge after you'd be like oh god no I'm getting weighed in again next week here I'm gonna have to just have like fruit and yogurt for the whole week and then hope for the best Mm-hmm. it wasn't good when you are like people think it's good to have that way and whatever told you accountable but it can actually become something that scares you into being really restrictive and then definitely yeah and I think know. especially if you're like on a restrictive diet that's causing you to binge like <laughs> that mm-hmm. would definitely and and the fact that you had to like share it with a group that would be scary yeah, like, yeah so yeah because even when you think you've done nothing wrong, but like your weight will just fuck shit, obviously. And then you're just sitting and we go all go around and everyone's like, well, why do you think you had a gain? It might be different now, but like, I was just kind of like, I don't know why I had a gain. You know, I didn't understand it then either that, that there were other reasons why your weight would go up other than fat loss or fat gain. Yeah, for sure. Like most people don't know that. It's like, mm-hmm. they're like, they'll be shocked. Like, oh my gosh, I, like I got it a message from someone on like Thanksgiving night so like they ate food and they're like oh my gosh I gained three pounds and I'm like it's just food like it's just food in your stomach but people don't know that like they think like it's fat it's like the scale is just fat and it's like so many things that go into it it's like barely fat probably like one of the you know what I mean for sure (laughs) and then you were talking about how um weekly weigh-ins probably aren't very accurate do you want to like explain that a little bit more well it's just I mean it's going to be different for everyone obviously depending if you're male or female female, depending on your menstrual cycle and that because even some people say you know try every four weeks but I think Jordan often says like two months you know what I mean which I think is very true because like well me for example generally my cycle would ever be like 23 days so obviously the patterns of my weight are going to be different than someone that it's like 28 days but even even that I would even know like honestly it just seems like there's so many things that affect it that you nearly couldn't even <laughs> predict like I'll have times where at the time of the month I'll maybe have gained like 10 pounds from doing absolutely nothing different at all and then in a couple of days, whatever, it'll go down again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have days as well where you think that you've had a bit more. You've had like a takeaway or something and it'll actually be down the next day. Yeah, um, true, yeah. Stress, I think, plays a massive part in it as well. Like you're just holding on to more water weight and that. Um, yeah. Sodium, workouts, honestly, like you could list any number of factors that could affect it. Yeah, um, I think I remember Jesse in Jordan's when he was doing his um, like challenge on his Instagram. He could kind of predict his mm-hmm. patterns, but honestly, with mine, I find it's it's really unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't know exactly. if that's difference between a man and a woman as well. Would you do you weigh yourself? Would you? It's the same. I don't anymore because like right now I don't have a reason to but like yeah. when um I did yeah it definitely fluctuates every day and like you said sometimes you'll eat more one day and then it'll be down at the next day and it's like yes. I thought it would be up um yeah. for sure and I think it's just like people are so against it now but I think it's really just like about your relationship with it just like with yeah. calorie count like it's like yeah and he didn't like he talks about you know if you're like literally afraid to step on it like and you think like it ruins your day that's a problem yeah. like 
that, yeah. and that I mean that doesn't mean that you should avoid it that means you should work on your relationship with it and like the yes. first time I heard that I'm like that makes so much more sense because like with anything yeah. you don't tell someone like just avoid it like mm-hmm. yeah no, um, definitely. yeah for sure like mm-hmm. I don't know do you have people who um you work with on that or like are working on their relationship with a scale see because I am just starting out as well I find it I feel like everything I think that I want to say I'm just so scared of the controversialness of it, especially just the way everyone is on social media now because I can you can see the two perspectives because like you as well um the first time I heard that about how when you're scared it should be something that you work on rather than just like I don't know trying to avoid it because that for me, when I like now that I weigh myself every day, I am in a calorie deficit at the minute, and I'm trying to lose some weight. So okay. it's kind of why I want to do it. But it's got to the stage now where I'm like, it used to be like if your weight was going up or whatever for the rest of the day, it would ruin my day. If I was going out or something, I'd feel so self conscious or whatever from going up half a pound. It might have caused me like binge or something. Cause I'm like, what's the point in this? But now it's like I'm just bored of it. Like I don't even care anymore. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's sort of interesting <laughs> to see. It's just like silly. It doesn't even matter. Maybe over a couple of months you look and see what the actual trend is. But it is. And it even makes you like, not even just the fluctuations, it makes you like care less and less about the actual number yeah, as a whole sure. anymore. Because it's just so silly. Like it really doesn't matter at all. It's not, not, it's not really like a reflection of what you look like a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. it like normalizes it. Mm-hmm, definitely yeah. and it is weird because you, like so many people don't see it like that and they think like what is wrong with you like you wait you do it right well you think they do, they're gonna get so weird that you do that like it's an obsessive thing but it's not it's really just data like tracking everything <laughs> yeah um but you were saying you're afraid to like talk about that stuff on social media mm-hmm. yeah it's just because I don't know it is so much I think so much of like people's like fears of things or being against things just because of their own relationship with it rather than whether or not that actual thing will I don't know be a problem for other people Um, I I totally agree yeah yeah so it's just hard to know what way to go about doing it it's not going to scare people or get people really offended (laughs) I think I probably worry too much about that (laughs) I would say honestly like it's worth it if it's going to help someone like put out I mean I like those people who are afraid of it they can like find people who will help them like you're not going to be for everyone and like that's something that I have to think about too is like well this one follower might think like oh my gosh what I'm promoting is disordered but there's going to be so many people who are going to want my help who is going to help like I mean think about you want to help people lose fat like you want to have clients for fat loss so they're going to find you if you post that stuff and then you'll be able to help them like you're not helping like this random like health at every size dietitian I mean yeah yeah Yeah. but they I've heard that they can get like super aggressive like some of them I I mean not everyone in that but like yeah definitely I mean like it's like still a fear but Mm-hmm. you just have to kind of see like and then it, when people tell you like this message helped me so much then it's yes. worth it yeah, yeah I was gonna say that as well because you have obviously people that you've helped you can see that it does actually work for them and I even have my own perspective knowing that I used to come from that place of being like scared of the scale or scared of calories or like being really like like if anyone ever talked about it and now you're just being so like comfortable with it like it's so much better <laughs> like it really yeah. is absolutely yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I mean, you want to help people get to that place. And like I do too. So I think it's just like, it's scary at first, but then like when you do it, it's like you, I mean, honestly, I haven't gotten any messages yet from people like Mm -hmm. that. I feel like once you get like a ton of followers, then they start coming in, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) for sure. Um, oh, and then Another thing that I wanted to talk about is um, binge eating because you were saying that you struggled with that. What would be your advice to someone who's struggling with it? Honestly, I struggled with that for like, I'm 22 now. And I think I did start binging when I was maybe around um, 15, 16. Like when I was coming out of someone weren't really, that was when it got really bad. Um, There was 
four, four or five past four or five years really that it wasn't so bad and that no one else would really know, I don't think, because my weight probably didn't fluctuate that much because in general I was so into health and fitness, always into the gym and steps, but <laughs> into my steps. <laughs> but like mentally, um, it was just such a horrible thing. Um, even though no one else could probably notice that I was binging, like it wasn't really affecting my weight that bad, but maybe like every two or three weeks. Um, it was just because I'd it'd become like a habit and it was just something that I always did. Um, but at the start of this lockdown, I started like my first like consistency tracker where I was like, right, this is what I'm going to do for like 90 days, no matter what happens with my weight, no matter what happens with anything, like no matter how I feel emotionally, whatever, this is what I'm sticking to. It was like 2,100 calories a day. Um, and I only aimed for like 80 or 90% consistency. And I made sure that the days when I wasn't consistent, I still had like a rough number in mind or a rough figure. Like I planned say like, oh, I'm gonna, I wasn't gonna just plan to have like a big meal by myself. It'd be like, all right, I'm gonna have pizza with my friends or something like that. I'm gonna go out for dinner. I'm gonna go out for drinks. Worked out roughly like once a week or whatever doing that. And like that, honestly, like completely like, changed everything for me like I haven't suffered with binging since and it maybe sounds so silly if like for other people that don't really get it do you know what I mean it just seems weird but how much it affects you mentally is like unbelievable and it's just so good to be out of that now (laughs) yeah like I've never struggled with it but I've heard people say mm -hmm. that it's like I don't know like there's not a necessary like a piece of advice that will make everyone stop but it's like with you, it was like, okay, I'm going to go out with friends. Okay. I'm going to like make sure yeah. that I'm eating enough. And it's yeah. like other people like, oh, I'm going to start eating breakfast or like, mm-hmm. it's just, they have one thing that like was triggering it. And then when they yeah. start doing it, it stops. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it's different for everyone, but like, it's usually a, one of the biggest causes of it is restriction. And I think yeah. when you were talking about you were doing it by yourself, that's like a huge thing. Like yes. no one wants to binge in front of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is like, we'll talk about emotion. I think it is such an emotional thing as well, but like you don't even realize it because you're getting this urge to eat that you think is like hunger, but like there's so many things that feel like hunger when they're not. And it's like, um, sometimes like you just have, like it'll be that one urge. And then once you've taken that like one bite or whatever, that's you like gone. <laughs> even though you're not hungry or whatever, you just realize it was just that one point that you don't even see it like creeping up with you. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, how did I get into this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's why like sometimes people will like save their calories for night and they'll get so hungry during the day. But then yes. if you start eating meals during the day, it's like, now you don't feel like you need to binge. Yes. No, completely. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I think I probably used to do that quite a lot. And even if I was like, going out for dinner if I was going a night out or something drinking I was like worried about how I looked or whatever I would like try and not eat but then afterwards I'd come home and just want to eat everything and just feel so awful <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah um okay and I mean um when so you're starting as a coach what are like the things that you are most passionate about helping people with um I think I think the relationship with food is a big thing even though it's not the same necessarily as a trainer it's mostly about fitness but I think that is like once you can get on top of that just everything becomes so much easier and also like with exercise I want to get people into be able to do it in a way that's enjoyable and fun like not thinking about like there's so much association with the gym with just being pain and like mm-hmm. the better workout is is the more horrible you feel after it or the more like you dread it like you just want to get people to a point where they're so passionate about just going to the gym for fun and to be able to get stronger and mental health as well is actually a huge thing for me um with the gym because I just think it's almost like therapeutic <laughs> And a lot of people could just benefit from that, just having that time away from your phone and all as well when you're like fully concentrated on something that's like, I don't know, self-improvement, I suppose. It's just really, really empowering. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. like totally, honestly, like everything I agree with. Like I mm-hmm. love 
how we feel with their relationship with food. And that's like one of the things that's so rewarding when someone tells you like my relationship with food has improved because it's like, you know how much, especially like if you struggled, how like a poor relationship with food can affect your whole life. And so like getting someone out of that and then mindset as well. And like being a strength coach, I love that Mm -hmm. like performance goals. Yes. yeah, do you want to talk about that a little bit, like performance versus aesthetic goals? Yes, completely. I'm honestly, I'm so excited for this year for both of us, their strength goals. <laughs> Just open the gym, we'll open soon. But yeah, at the moment, actually, this year when I was doing that, trying to get out of binging and also I'm like trying to lose weight, um, like I tried to keep that like very separate from actually my training obviously I was like right I'm going to the gym three times a week but I didn't even really factor that in Um, I just wanted to have completely different goals unrelated to that so I was just like I want to get as strong as possible Um, and that nearly meant as well that I was like counting my calories from a point of view where I could actually eat as much as I could whilst being in a calorie deficit rather than counting to be as restrictive because if you were really like just I don't know eating mindfully or whatever you could eat like barely anything do you know what I mean if you were really thinking am I hungry and you know what I mean it wouldn't be good for you but carton calories actually helped me eat more in a deficit as weird as it sounds and um, that's kind of off topic but um yeah so I was just trying to get as strong as possible and it just made my workouts so much more enjoyable and it meant when I was going to the gym, I wasn't thinking about, oh, I'm doing this to try and lose fat. I'm just like, I'm trying to get stronger because it's good fun. <laughs> and I actually, it was class. I was able to add like, I think I had like 10 kilograms to my bench, 20 kilograms to my squat, 20 kil- kilograms to my deadlift, which for like in a fat loss deficit and all was really, really That's good. Really was really, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so sad the gym's closed at the minute, but I just can't wait to get back getting stronger. What about you? What are your goals for strength me too for sure I love deadlifts I love bench press um and I love chin-ups those are like my three fave Um, I can't do a chin-up I need to learn (laughs) yes you should set that as a goal like oh my gosh that's one of the best goals ever it's so fun Um, how long did it take you to get it so let's see when I started it took me about like five months from when I started lifting but I would practice like every day (laughs) yeah yeah so like I I did it every single day and then eventually I got it and like honestly if you don't like do it consistently then you kind of lose it yeah Um, I mean I guess that's the same with like any exercise but yeah Yeah. for sure do you have a Um, chin-up bar at home I do yeah that's how I was able to do it every day yeah yeah um but as far as you were talking about like you don't exercise to lose fat that's so important because like a lot of people think like what is the best workout for fat loss but like that comes from your nutrition like strength training is like it's not to lose fat it's to like you know get stronger build muscle improve your health but yeah you know that like nutrition is how you lose fat yeah because like you're not like like you have to think about what's going to happen on those days when you can't get to the gym or like you're not like obviously going to be trying to lose fat forever so you don't want to have to try and do that workout forever just so you'd be able to maintain that fat loss as well and you're also yeah. not getting the like boost to your metabolism from gaining more muscle that is mm-hmm. gonna end up like they can eat more calories then in the long run so true, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh and then you were talking about how you don't want to be too restrictive with dropping your calories too low that's so important yeah. Yeah, that's obviously you don't want to like talk too much about exact numbers, but it's just so interesting for me how like 21 calories for 2100 calories for me is actually a deficit. And that like I've worked out maybe almost a pound a week for like like four or five months that I've been doing that, whatever. But it's funny because like if I follow the classic 1200 calories that everyone likes to throw out, like that would be like almost half that like that'd be insane yeah exactly people don't realize if you do like be in a small deficit and you're really patient and really consistent like the weight's gonna fall off and you don't like I go to the gym three times a week and I get my step count in and that's it really like just as the patience (laughs) and the consistency (laughs) yeah that would that would be a deficit for me too like 1200 Mm -hmm. would 
I mean, people like to, I mean, when people say 1200 isn't for everyone, there's always people like, yes, it is like, I need to eat that little, but like, really the amount of people that that would be appropriate for is like so small. Yeah, no, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And you would think maybe for those type of people, it'd be helpful if they had a coach that got them, they put fat loss aside for a bit and they tried to build up their strength and boost their metabolism again. So then going into a deficit, they wouldn't have to go as low as that. Yeah. And I think something that's underrated in that is like taking diet breaks, like taking periods (laughs) at maintenance. Um, Like maybe you're in a deficit for like a month, two months or whatever. And then you take like a week or a month break on maintenance that can help you with consistency and adherence so much. Mm. And like, especially people who have been trying to like lose weight for like 10 years of their life, like just taking that break can be so helpful because then you can like actually be more consistent with the deficit later on. Yeah. I would get you out of that cycle of like binging and restricting because it like the times that you're taking a break, like you're obviously if you're dieting for 10 years, you are taking a break, but you're not realizing it because it's like a binge or it's something <laughs> emotional where you feel horrible after, like you're not enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. But like the mentality around it, like of mm-hmm. always feeling like you have to restrict and then being like, okay, now I can like have this mental break. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think there was just one more thing I wanted to touch on. This is already 45 minutes long. <laughs> we were talking about. Um, but talking about performance goals, like versus aesthetic, like that's something that I've realized like so much more recently is that I am so much more passionate about helping people get strong versus like, I want to like look as jacked as possible and like just doing like bodybuilding style training Um, not that like building muscle is like a bad goal, but like, if you focus on the strength, then that comes as like a side effect. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 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 It's funny as well, because you do think like, I don't know, you think that it is, you're like, I I heard you say this in your podcast before that it's like, when you want to look aesthetic, like, is that really for you? It's more for other people, yes. but it doesn't even make sense because no one really cares. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The difference between 10 pounds or whatever, no one's really going to care. And it's a bit strange if they yeah. do. Do you know what I mean? It's not probably yeah. the kind of relationship you want to pursue if that's all yes, that exactly. they care about. But I think that's because there's so much marketing like that and you see that all online and all you think that that's what you need to be aiming for. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just so much more empowering when you're just trying to get stronger and yeah I don't know I think it's just something that you're doing for yourself probably yes. is what helps as well <sighs> yeah I mean like you don't really have a significant other being like what's your weight or like at least you shouldn't because like that's kind of yeah <laughs> yeah I know I know but you think that people would care so much more than they actually do I don't know what yeah. that is <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean like you might get like a compliment but is it worth like all the sacrifice for that like one person to say something one time yeah for sure yeah yeah and they probably don't even they probably just said it because <laughs> like yeah. you don't know, to be nice <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so I think this is uh, do you have anything that you wanted to ask me or anything else you wanted to talk about no I suppose what would be your number one piece of advice for or a new coach starting out because I feel like you really have it together now you know what you're doing (laughs) I okay I don't like I mean I am still learning a lot because like I've only been doing this for three months but I would say um train as many people as you can in person because and I need to do that like I'm applying to a gym a different gym to intern at um because you know the experience is so important um continue your education keep like reading books or articles or listening to podcasts um and do everything with your goal to help people like if if helping people is your goal with your posts and when you're training that is going to it's everything else will fall into place and then you'll and then I guess you'll find what you're passionate about and you'll also find out what you don't want to do. Like through experience, um, you'll figure out like, I love this. I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. And so post Mm -hmm. and talk about and help people with the things that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, And then those people will come to you. 
And then, yeah. okay, this is my fifth one. This is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be able to help everybody. There's going to be people that are out of your scope. And that's, like, so important to understand. And I heard that. And then I had an experience with someone where I'm, like, I can't help this person. And it's, like, it's not a reflection of you. It doesn't mean you're not a qualified trainer. It just means that that person isn't someone that you can help. Yeah. No one can imagine that. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. sure that's hard, though, as well. To kind it of, like- is. Say yeah. to them as well, you know, we're just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then, you know, you'll find all these other people that you can help. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, anything else or? One more question. I love asking people about their goals. Sort of thing. I'm just obsessed with setting goals and writing lists or whatever. So what would be your, do you, I know some people are kind of a bit funny about New Year's resolutions, but do you have any goals going in for 2021, like what you want to achieve or what you want to yes. focus on? So I have a couple things. Um, I want to definitely work on my deadlift, my bench press and my chin-ups because the gyms will like be consistently open, like not constantly mm-hmm. opening and closing. Yes. Um, so I can like focus on that and we're getting a home gym. So I'll have a barbell at home. So that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, I want to continue coaching people online and building up my social media and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to um, in-person train people. And I want to go to like, I want to do a couple different internships. And there's mm-hmm. like this place near me that has like this really big coach that I want to like learn from, maybe do like a weekend at. I want to do something like yes. that. So what about you? What are your New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely that, um, twice bodyweight deadlift <laughs> is a big one. Um, I've kind of put like numbers in them all, like one and a half bodyweight squats, maybe a bodyweight bench. I don't know. <laughs> just throwing them yeah, right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. And with the coaching and all, I just love to be able to help and work with as many people as possible. Like just keep that in mind the whole way through the year that my aim is to try and help people. Um, and not try and worry too much about the whole social media or like judgment or whatever I think I worry more about people judging than they actually are do you know what I mean it's a lot in my head we just keep that goal in place of trying to help people and learn as much as possible yeah yeah excited hopefully the coronavirus will not be so (laughs) predominant next year (laughs) yeah yeah and then where can people find you um, they can find me at Bernadette Henry Fitness on Instagram and that's all I'm at at the minute. Um, what about you yourself? Are you thinking of starting up a YouTube or anything anytime um, soon? You were talking I have about one, but I mainly just use it for like exercise, like short exercise yes. videos for programs. Um, yeah. I'm fo- I want to focus more on my podcast and then I'm starting a website. My, my brother, like literally he made a website for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's hard I like there's so much tech stuff that goes into it it's like way harder yeah. than like just making an Instagram yeah. but I know it'll be like worth it to like have yeah. your own website yeah. So, yeah I think even the amount that you can learn just in like the process of like writing articles and that exactly. sort of thing itself will help yeah. massively yeah um Okay, so thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for having me. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk yes. to you soon. You too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.